This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Good morning, Dave. How's it going, buddy? Can you hear me? I'm good, man. How about you? Yeah, well, pretty good, bud. Pretty good. Uh, good morning, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, definitely doing better because, uh, you know, the Gators won on B-ball and stuff, uh, thankfully, after seven years, you know, so... It's a sad it's a sad day when we're depending on basketball to help the football. Yep. <laughs> uh I just wanted to talk to uh two things, Dave, get kinda of get your, your point of view and things like that. Uh first, I tweeted at Nick Savage and, and Coach Ballin and Spur and things like that. I, I where's where's the toughness? Where's you know, yep. I love seeing Savage when it comes to the videos and, and pushing the team. I love it. You know, I I'm, myself I'm a person when it comes to like weightlifting and working out, things like that, I love it. The energy, but what what does it matter if we are not producing that on Saturdays? We're getting pushed around with Sanford. I mean, let's be honest, Dave. We're we're living in a world where we gave up 52 points and we're doing videos for celebrating of 52 on defense. Dabo wouldn't do that. Kirby wouldn't yeah, do that. Uh, Nick Nick Savage should definitely be so low. I, I just wanted to get your points on those two things, on, that, on the softness when it comes um, to uh, conditioning, strength and conditioning, and also just the overall video and things like that. Your point of view, please. Yeah, uh, Nick Savage should definitely be looked at as far as what's been going on at at, at Florida. Um, that, I mean, look, especially for offensive line, that position group has looked soft. You know, 2018, when we were giving Nick Savage a whole lot of credit, and rightfully so, uh, you know, that team, especially coming from the Jim McElwain era, the team, like, they had a certain toughness about them, a certain mental toughness as well. I think you know, Nick Savage probably goes into that a bit, too, in the offseason and building this team up, and you know, late-game performances coming out on the uh, the you know, late-game situations, the, the mental toughness it takes to go and, and, and finish a game. I think he gets a whole lot of credit for that, too, but you know, ever since that 2018 season, you know, at least on the offensive line, you started looking at a lack of recruiting and a lack of physical ability up front because I just the, the run, the, the the rush offense just completely went away uh, after after the 2018 season. And we thought we'd get it back this year, and we did just a bit. Uh, but once we started putting that on film, and teams knew that was what we, you know, what Florida could do, uh, and, and start part part of the offense, you know, now. I believe there is a thought that even Dan Mullen doesn't think this team is, is tough up front. And I know Dan Mullen's offense is predicated on numbers, and I know um, that's the base of this offense. But you know, go get a team like South Carolina a couple of weeks ago, you should have just been able to line up and, and just run the ball. You know, for, Sometimes you just have to do what you think you can do well. And then maybe Dan Mullen doesn't believe uh, this team can do that. But there has to be a, 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 certain, a, a certain physical – Ability uh, about this team up front in the trenches, and it's not there, uh, especially I, on the I offense. And good, I definitely, I definitely agree, Dave. But but I, I also mentioned in the tweet when I tweeted at him, I go, listen, you also need the ingredients. You could be the best chef in the world, the Wolfgang Puck, whoever, uh, Lagasse, everybody. But if you don't have the proper ingredients, and in this case, ingredients means uh, recruiting. You, I don't, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be able to put the right proper thing on the dish. You know what I mean? So. Um, it, it goes hand, you know, A and B kind of thing. 
But I also wanted to bring up a point. Um, I heard your uh, recap of Sanford, uh, Dave, and uh, the whole Pete Thamel issue. Um, if this is something that is going to a guillotine coming down soon, so at the end of the day, does it really matter if we beat Missouri and FSU? Because it, Mullen might be gone regardless. That's another thing we have to think about. Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 right now, I don't think I don't think he's safe. Um, I, you know, I, just because he wins these these next two games, and to me, it should not come down to that. If you have to ask yourself, all right, let's see how these next two games go before we make a decision on Dan Mullen. To me, you already have your answer. There should not be a wait and see mode. There, there really should not be. If, if you're in wait and see mode, you already have your answer. I agree. Uh, but, it goes back to the, the, the it goes back to uh, Jeremy Foley comment. You know, whatever needs to be done immediately. You know, eventually needs to be done immediately, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, if if they are in that situation, then um, you know, to me, you already have your answer. Uh, but um, I could see him saving his job with with, with two and zero. Oh. Um, one more loss, and I think it's over. Um, especially if that loss is FSU. Uh, but I don't think, I don't think he gets out of uh, a, a Missouri loss. I think if Florida loses Saturday, um, now there was a part in that article too that I kind of agree with Dan Bollinger, play caller as well. Um, so you know, do do you make a move uh, because he's your, he's your play caller and you start having to shuffle around the staff for, for the last. Uh, game of the season. I know for a lot of fans that they, that that won't matter. You know, if they, if they want the move made, they just want the move made. Um, so that won't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But they could look at it that way. If Van Bowen's the play caller, he's the offensive guy. You don't make a move for preparation of a game. Uh, you, you still let him finish out uh, the, the the season there. But um, yeah, you, you lose to Missouri. I don't know what. To, <laughs> um, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't see it ha- happening. Um, him coaching versus FSU, but maybe he does. Uh, but you know, two and zero, I still, I still think there is a, a decision to be made. I don't, I don't think that automatically saves his job. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for everything you do, and I look forward to hearing you and Will, uh, break down this game that was atrocious. <laughs> Thank you, brother. All right, man. Bye, buddy. See you. All right. Let's see. Harry and Micah in here. What's up, Micah? Hey, how you doing this morning, Dave? I'm all right. Good. You know, I've I've kind of got this uh, this this feeling that I've had before, starting to feel like Will Muschamp days a little bit to me when I'm watching these teams now. It's getting a little a little bit too uh, nostalgic in that sense, but. Um, just, you know, watching the team and this last game, I actually, before it even started, I was talking to one of my buddies who's a Georgia fan. I was like, it would not surprise me if the, if we came out here and looked terrible and had a game with Samford and as it was unrolling, he actually FaceTimed me and was dying laughing. I'm like, you know, this shouldn't be happening. I don't care <laughs> who, the, who the coach is, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of like one of those situations where you're you're dating somebody and it's comfortable and you're too scared to make the change because you got to go out there and find somebody else. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm ready for a change. We know, I don't care what anybody listening to this says, we know Dan Mullen is not going to win a national championship in Florida. And when you know the answer to that question, find another coach. 
Like you know, that goes into something I brought up on Gettys Breakdown Plus this morning, and um, that's something that I've been getting a lot of. It's well, okay, what if you get the next Jim McElwain and Will Muschamp? Okay, well that's not a reason not to make a move. Uh, yeah. And the uh, well, if we do this, we just become the next Tennessee and just rotate in coaches. That, that's not a good excuse to not switch coaches. No, I, mean, I don't you, know. You you, you want to sit here and just spin in the mud just because of you're afraid of what might happen? Yeah, that's not you know that's not how it works. I'm I'm, I'm sure George is glad they just didn't stick with Mark Rick, the guy who was winning nineteen games a year. You know, yeah. Now has Kirby now has Kirby won anything? No, but they were much closer to it. Uh, yeah. And they would probably get it done next this year. Um, but as I've you know, said that example before, it doesn't matter if they win championships or not. They're keeping, they're keeping Florida from winning championships. Um, but, yeah, you can't just sit here and spin in the mud. You can't be afraid of, well, the next guy, you know, we, we can't go through another must-champ or McAway. No, I agree with you. We can't. But there's no reason to sit here and, 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 and spin in the mud because – I think I have my answer to Dan Mullen. So what, yeah. I don't I don't care what happens next. At least I, I'm at the point now where I don't see it getting to a point to where, as you said, Dan Mullen's winning SEC national championships. So no, you know, I and, think we saw we saw our ceiling last year. And honestly, if we're being, you know, I've heard a lot of Gator fans over the last couple of years say we worry that uh, that Mullen will be our Mark Rick. Well, that's kind of disrespectful to Mark Rick at this point. <laughs> like Mark Rick had more success at Georgia than what Mullins had at Florida. It's not even close. So, I mean, that's that's where I'm at with it. But we'll see. I, and the whole notion that we can't go out and get a good coach, uh, that's that's craziness. We got the money. We got the, the resources behind our university to get just – there's only a few coaches I feel like are legitimately off the table. So, most of the ones that are being thrown out, we could probably get – if we really wanted to. Now it's up to – I'm a little worried about how Strickland's going to handle it because we know he's in timeout somewhere in a bunker. Um, he's starting to make some appearances. I know he was at the Fighting Gator Touchdown Club uh, speaking engagement that he hosted uh, last week. And then uh, he was at the basketball game yesterday. Last I saw him – I went to the Florida-Alabama game. That's the last time I've seen or heard anything yeah. out of him. Yeah, but, he's, starting to, uh, he's starting to come out a little bit more now. Yeah. But if you'd have told me a year ago that I'd have more faith in Mike White than Dan Mullen right now, I'd have laughed at you. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, that was a, a bit of a, a bit of a joke uh, going around yesterday. Uh, I, you know, I agreed uh, for, <laughs> yeah. for 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 most of the thought there. You know, big time win yesterday. You know, credit all, all the credit in the world there. But yeah, I, I feel that sentiment uh, a bit. No, I don't think anybody. I necessarily saw, you know, and that's something else I saw. Well, this year was expected. No, it, no, it was not. Was a dip expected? Yes, I expected a dip. Four yeah. and five and fighting tooth and nail with Stanford is. If you said you expected that, okay, then why didn't you go to Vegas? I mean, yeah, you should be, you should be, you should be rolling the money right now if you expected all that. Yeah. Uh, so it's. Um, I predicted yeah. eight and four. That's what I thought. I thought this would be an eight and four year. So yeah, and you know what? It's not that far off. And I don't, you know, and, and part of that is. Even if predicted that, you probably didn't expect an eight and four to look anywhere something no. to this, something to this effect. And you probably have Florida losing to a good LSU team, not a bad LSU team. Exactly. And not a tooth and nail fight with Sanford and a loss to South Carolina on the road and whatever else happens these next two games. We'll see. Uh, but, you know, yeah, even if you pick the nine and three, eight and four, okay, credit to you, but I doubt anybody picked it looking like this. No, not at all. Yeah, it goes it goes deeper than record for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Dave. Have a good day. Thanks, Mike.
Cherry, bring you back in here. Not Carrie, I don't hear you. Andrew Kent, you guys good? Okay, maybe not. I don't know what the issue is. I'll bring MJ in here. I don't know if you guys' mics are muted or not. Morning, Dave. Hey, MJ. How you doing, man? Very good, brother. Um, Yeah, I mean, my perspective on Dan Mullen, I mean, as much as I defended it leading up to the last three weeks, like it's definitely flipped in favor of everyone else's thinking. But, um, you know, with the staff, obviously the attrition turnover, how much truth was uh, behind that with Todd Grantham being that toxic? And I don't know, I don't read, read, I didn't read you much anything to have, but is there any more of that going on in the staff where it just seems like, you know, the players are seeing how the coaches are behaving with one another? Uh, I don't think so now. Uh, that all that stuff about Grantham coming out and you know, not necessarily taking input from a lot of you know lower coaches on the staff on defense and um, grad assistants, interns, all that kind of stuff. You know that uh, that that's true. He was not taking input from anybody. That dates back to last year as well, uh, when Charlie Strong and uh, Tavares Robinson. Uh, were you know interviewed, talked to Dan Mullen about some kind of role on defense. Todd Grantham wasn't having it. Uh, so you, know, you can uh, you know, go back to, to to a year ago as well, and um, kind of first of all the 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 decision to bring back Todd Grantham, and then the decision to let him completely still continue to run the defense, even though you know there's issues uh, and run some people off that you probably could have had on staff in some form or fashion. Uh, but then you end up firing him anyway. So you know there we go. Did it, did it really? You know, <laughs> you did yourself a disservice there. Um, so that. That storyline, uh, that's that's a big part of why we're here and, and having the discussions that we're having uh, here with Dan Mullen. But as far as I know, as far as staff goes now, I don't think there's that toxic vibe of of um, kind of walking on eggshells or anything like that, um, as far as I know. Uh, so um, I think they get past that part of it right now, but – uh, still disappointing when the team, you know, all week had talked about, you know, some confidence and playing uh, faster and playing with some more confidence. And, you know, we get that performance there on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that kind of stood out to me was uh, reading that. So, I mean, not necessarily, I mean, it obviously reflects the on-field performance. So, and I guess towards the end of the season where we are now, how many more coaches are going to get up and go. So it's, um, it's going to be interesting between Missouri and Florida state, but I mean, that's going to be hard. <laughs> so I'm hoping for the best and you know, expecting the worst. But I mean, if we do finish one, one, or even go zero and two the rest of the way, I mean, you think Dan Mullen survives the end of the year? Um, I don't, I think another loss does it. Um, okay. Uh, that's, that's kind of just um, where I'm at with it right now. I mean, like I say, even, even two and zero may not be safe enough. I, I, two, and I hate thinking like this because I, you know, to me, if you're having the conversation, it's already time. Uh-huh. Um, but I could see admin higher ups if he goes to another deciding to to roll another year. Uh, but I do think also the pressure ramps up with another loss to the point where you can't bring him back, uh, and, and and you move on. So right now, yeah, uh, two and zero. Just because I'll, I'll throw in what I think the admin will do, I say fifty fifty. 
lose another game, and I think Florida will have a new head coach. Gotcha. All right, well, always appreciate what you do, Dave. Thank you. Thanks, man. Carlos, you in here now? Good morning, man. Hey, I'm sorry I hadn't had a chance to get on your last two. Uh, but glad to be here today. Go Gators. Um, dude, just got finished watching your Gators breakdown uh, from over the weekend. And, dude, you sound just like me. At this point... <laughs> Uh, we're finna go to Missouri, and whether y'all want to believe it or not, we finna go to Missouri, play in the cold, and we're gonna lose. I watched Florida State Saturday night get life within their program playing Miami. And I heard some friends talking about, oh, I was on a podcast, well, not a podcast, but a Twitter space. They were like, oh, Florida State come in, we're going to beat Florida State. And I'm sitting up there looking at that game, and I'm like, uh, no, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening because of the simple fact, Florida State hate us with a passion. And if they can keep us from being bowl eligible, trust me, they come in with all the smoke to do so because they hate us just that much. And I, I just don't see us getting – the next two wins. I didn't see, be honest with you, I told a friend day that we were going to lose the last four games after Georgia. Sanford almost proved me right. They almost proved me right. And it's sad. It's sad that I have our team, our, our beloved team has fallen from grace this badly. I mean, I don't know what else to say, bro. I just don't. Thank you, man. But once again, I'm not working. I am working today, but I'm not having any surgeries to do. So I can sit on here and just listen to everybody and the way they feel right now. But I will say this. Go Gators. Thank you for all that you do, Dave. You are one of my most leading, trusted words between you and Will and um, Thomas Goldcamp. And I forgot the other guy's name that normally comes on with you. Uh, Nutrient, I, I, I love all four of you guys. You keep it real. You keep it point on spot. You don't sugarcoat. You don't hide what is everything that everybody sees. So I appreciate it, man. Once again, go Gators. Go Gators, Carlos. Uh, yeah, tough spot right now uh, to, to, to finish this season. You, you mentioned FSU and – uh, look, I mean, just just in general, um, you know, they'll be smelling blood in the water. Um, you know, not just to keep Florida from being bowl eligible, but like you said, it's a rivalry game. Um, they have to be feeling good about themselves after after Saturday, um, and they'll want to have a chance to turn their season around. And they can sit here and say, "Yeah, it wasn't going great, but we ended the season by beating Miami and Florida." You know, then that can be a big, big look. I mean, already recruiting is already going pretty well for them. And then you sit here in state and say, well, we beat Miami and we beat Florida. Then that's something, you know, we were looking at in 2018, 2019 uh, of, you know, overall better success. You know, Florida didn't fall on, the, on their faces and have to rebound and get losses at the end of the season. But still, 
uh, kind of similar situation with the way FSU is recruiting, and then they can end the season on a high note, and you got a little bit more to sell uh, in state on the recruiting trail. And I don't get you wrong; they're not going to sit here and um, take advantage to the point of still beating out Alabama and Georgia and all the other big schools coming into state. But they'll, as you've already been able to see, uh, start doing a little bit better uh, in, in state and getting their class to a point. But yeah, I mean that's a um, it's going to be a huge game for, for uh, I mean, we'll have to see what happens Saturday, uh, of course, this Saturday. Too. Gonna, look, FSU, if Dan Mullen is, you know, whatever happens Saturday, I don't know if it translates uh, to him being head coach versus FSU or not. But if he is head coach uh, in a couple weeks, yeah, it, it's going to be a huge game for him, no matter uh, where, where Florida's sitting. Uh, and it will be interesting if Florida does lose Saturday to to, to, to Missouri. Uh, what the FSU game do, does mean in in the grand scheme of things, um, you never, as a fan, want that loss. I don't know if it'd be some type of savior for Dan Mullen. Uh, it could be, I guess. Um, I don't think we should be in that situation or be asking ourselves to be in that situation uh, and asking ourselves, will this game save Dan Mullen's job? As I've said, if you're asking that question, then you already have your answer. Um, but, you know, kind of just speaking it to this Saturday, uh, you mentioned cold weather versus Missouri. First of all, Florida's just on the road. Florida's been terrible on the road this year. So that's check mark number one. Uh, and now you're looking at right now, this is Monday. I'm looking ahead. Saturday's weather in Columbia, Missouri, a high of 56, a low of 36. So not terrible. Uh, very similar to the game in Columbia, South Carolina last weekend, but definitely a bit colder than what these Gators are used to. But Saturday, not that bad in the grand scheme. As bad as it, I guess, you know, it could be worse. You know, Friday's a high of 49 <laughs> and a low of 36, and there's some rain during the week and stuff too. So, um, you know, will this team will this team be able to play on the road uh, this week? You go back and okay, your road win this year versus USF. We know the circumstances there. Not really a true road game. Kentucky loss, LSU loss, Columbia, South Carolina loss, neutral site Georgia loss. I mean, Florida on the road this year has. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what we can point to to have some confidence in Saturday. I really don't. You go back and look at this past weekend and a team that you got waxed by South Carolina last week. They came back and made a closer game uh, against Missouri, but Missouri was in control most of that game versus South Carolina. Um, Missouri knows how to stop a counterplay. Uh, and you keep looking at it, and now you got to play that Missouri team that just beat the team. You know, look, transitive property can get you in a whole lot of trouble. Uh, I say that all, all, all the time. But you still look at results. You still look at what teams do before. You still look at what teams do after, and especially for Florida this year. LSU can't run the ball, they run the ball over Florida. South Carolina can't run the ball, they run the ball over Florida. Those two teams can't stop the run, Florida can't run them. Missouri, one of the rushed worst, and don't, you know, excuse me if you've heard this before this year, Missouri, one of the worst rush defenses in the country. Will it translate? Has it translated so far for Florida this year? And a lot of that is mainly because, not mainly, but one of the reasons is the road games. For Florida, LSU, South Carolina, the two defenses you should have been able to run on, two defenses you should have been able to take advantage of, weren't able to do so. So one more road test coming up this week for the team coming off of a win and a 
running back in Tyler Beatty that uh, <laughs> I think it was – I don't – I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. He's had four 200-yard rushing games so far this year. Or he's got the work cut out for him this Saturday. And earlier this season, I would have told you you were crazy if you would have told me Florida was going to Missouri and playing for a hot seat coach and very losable game. Look, we we know the history between Florida and Missouri. It's not usually an easy game anyway. But there's uh, uh, you add everything together for Florida right now: or the issues on the road, and the issues stopping the run, and the issues running the ball, and all the hot seat talk. It's not a good combination right now. But maybe you know, as uh, as I have expected, Florida to go to LSU and get a win. As I have expected Florida to take advantage and go get a win at Columbia, South Carolina. Didn't happen. Well, this week I'm expecting Florida to not play so well. So maybe the trend continues of just being surprised. And Florida goes out there and puts a good game plan together and takes advantage and goes out there and wins a game. I sure ain't going to predict it. Not what I've seen so far. Not what I've seen recently. All right. Bourbon Brown coming in here. I need more. I need, I need more bourbon. Not this early in the morning, of course. But. What's up, man? Uh, might have to unmute your mic if you're there, or if you're ready. There you go. Hey, Dave. Hey, man. Good morning. Uh, quick question, man. What mm-hmm. What is the deal with uh, this staff's inability or or reluctance to use Damian Pierce? I mean, the guy <laughs> runs hard, plays hard. You can tell he wants to be a Gator. He wants he, – he, I, I just don't understand. I mean, I was – and after this weekend, I was I was fully in the camp of let's get a new de- defensive coordinator and see what, what Dan can do with a new defensive coordinator. But Saturday's debacle has just completely sent me in the other direction on that. But, but yeah, really, yeah. I mean, what, what is Damian Pierce – where's he been? Yeah, I know, man. That's part of the frustration for this team this year. I did speak about it on the podcast a little bit yesterday. Um, and I'll even extend it a bit, too. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes with Damian Pearson and, and the team. I know when he's in front of the media, he is the ultimate teammate um, in there. I, I, I would hope so privately. He demands the ball. And I, and I know he's, like I said, he's the perfect teammate. He is a, kind of a teammate you want. But, all right, your career is coming to an end at Florida. You are by far the uh, you, okay. Yeah, I was talking about yeah. You are by far the most consistent running back Florida has right now. Go, I mean, if you know, maybe Damian Pierce is a better better man than me. But you know, if I'm him, I'm I'm going and demanding the ball. I'm gonna say, hey, give me the ball, coach. I want to win. I think I am part of this solution on offense that can carry this team. I can I can I can put this team on my shoulders. You know, I I love you, Coach. I want to play for you. Let's go win some ball games. Put the game on my shoulders. That that should be, you know, if if it was me in, in Damian Pierce's mind, that that's how I'd approach it. Now, as I said, he's I think ultimate trust factor in Dan Mullen and ultimate trust factor in his team and wanting to be a teammate. But that's how I approach it. I, I hope he gets the ball. I hope he can sit here and end his Gator career by. I mean, right now to me, you should be starting the game with him, and you should be. 
15, 20 carries. Uh, let him be the workhorse. Sprinkle in Davis. Sprinkle in Wright. And I don't want to hear Dan Mullen and you know trusting Greg Knox in this running back rotation. You're the head coach. You see who breaks the huddle coming on coming in for those first plays of a drive. You see who's going out there. No, I'm sorry. I, you don't get that excuse anymore. Well, I trust Greg Knox, and you know, you're the head coach. You can step in. That's just kind of like the whole – uh, what I keep hearing lately of, well, he's got the offense ready to go. It's just the defense he needs to fix. He's the head coach. He's not an offensive coordinator. You, it's your job to have the whole team ready. You don't get a, you don't get a pass because you're an offensive guy and the offense is scoring points. That That is not your job. Your job is to have the whole team ready. And right now, the whole team is much better if you're running Damian Pierce 20 times a game. Absolutely. He needs to break Pierce off some of that buyout money because he took money out of that pocket. <laughs> Well, I I guess looking at it, the other side, maybe some NFL team would be like, you know what? He doesn't have a whole lot of mileage on him. So <laughs> maybe maybe you can look at it that way a little bit. But I, I get what you're saying. Appreciate it, Dave. Thanks, man. All right, let me bring Kerry back in here. Hopefully you can jump in and we uh... – Hey, Kerry. I think I hear you there. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, man. Man, it's still go Gator. But it we got to tighten up down there in Gainesville. It, it's, and it's camp of Gator fans trying to tell other Gator fans how they should feel about the game. I don't think they seen that interview with uh, that press conference with Nick Saban said. Why would he yeah. criticize his team winning 53 to 9? Do y'all, did y'all see the score of the Florida and Sample game? That just goes to show you, man, people don't respect the brand. We got to demand their respect. We got to get their respect back through college football. And I can tell you one thing. We ain't going to get it how we get it. Dan need to change his whole philosophy. He need to throw that. The playbook that he running now with, with the running quarterback, he need to throw that out. He just need to bring in the, whatever he did with trans. I don't know what he did. But whatever he did with Trash, that's the playbook he should work with. Them the type of quarterbacks he should go get. And I just think he need to just toss everything. But I don't Carry on. Before, before you move on there, I do think he did realize that. I do think the quarterbacks with Del Rio, Kitna, and Evers, I do think that was more in the line of, I, I, I agree with you, of, all right, this – power quarterback run that I've had so much success with, I I do think he was starting to transition away from that uh, and relying on it so much. Now, you still have Anthony Richardson, and hopefully he lives up to some of the ability we think he has, and I think you can kind of maybe mix the two. Uh, but I do think there was a realization at some point that, all right, I've got to go get a – look, how many times have we heard you can't beat a perfect pass? You, I mean, you can't. And then that, that, to me, is the college offenses that are still working the best right now was an accurate quarterback. Not a, and, I, and I can't tell you how many times we have heard the last season, even when people wanted to, to criticize on track, well, just wait till we get a mobile quarterback. Just wait till we get a quarterback that can run. And I laughed at it. And not to sit here and say, ha-ha, I was right, because I, did, I didn't expect this type of fall off on offense. But – the whole notion that all all Dan Mullen needs is a mobile quarterback and, and the offense will be even better. Nah, that, that it was never going to be the case. Yeah, that's bad. I, I, I just watching it, it just 
It just don't look like people respect us, baby. We in a shootout with Sample. We could have lost to this team. Yeah. They scored, they scored the most points ever on the SEC team, or FCS team. Man, why would we stand for, you know, having that record sight on us? You really? We like, shouldn't. Why, why do we want that record sight on Gator Nation? But they, let me tell you like that, I'm going to support my Gator, but when I see bad football, I'm going to call it how I see it. I, yep. I, you know, it is what it is. You know, you know when you sign up to play sports, do what you sign up for. You got to take the good with the bad, and you got to take the positive and the negative because this is what comes with sports. This, it is what it is. And ain't nobody going to tell me how to be a fan when I know I love this team. I've been rocking with this team 20-plus years. And come on, we we won no SEC championship in a minute. You know, so yep. tell what we got it before we even think about winning the national. We got to win the SEC. We got a lot to. We got to win that first. So all this expectation of winning the national and all that, man. Let's get the SEC back. And I'm gonna tell you, well, Kerry, go, go, go to your point. Yeah, go to your point there, man. You win the SEC, it takes care of itself. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, but we got to get that standard. But you're, but you're right, man. Like, I look, I never, I never want to tell anybody how to feel. Uh, you know, I try to present both sides a whole lot on the podcast and on Twitter. I try to be fair. Um, I like to present both sides so you can make your own decision. I will tell you how I yeah. feel. But when I tell you how I feel, I'm not trying to change your mind. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm, I'm presenting an argument. I guess it's probably the best way to put it. Uh, and yeah, nobody should be telling anybody how to be a fan. How to enjoy a win, how to take a loss. I mean, every, everybody's going to do it their own way. But what we're seeing—that's that, not acceptable. What we're seeing on Florida football field right now is that—that's not acceptable. It's not, babe. It's not. And and then we need to. I like, I like the direction the program is going now with getting the facilities. And why are we so behind on these facilities, man? Like, Jeremy yeah. Foley didn't. Jeremy Foley didn't think it was important. We, we were mm-hmm. quote, pretty much a quote paraphrasing. We are not getting in an arms race. That was that was his philosophy on it. Yeah, and um, too little, you know. I won't say too little, too late because you're making the moves. But it was yeah. it was too late. Yeah, it's too it's late. not too little. I mean that 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 facility's nice. Uh, but it and look, here's the thing. I mean, does it make an, does it make a difference? Absolutely, it does. You know, it, there's a reason why everybody's doing it. But it's not going to be the fix-all for Florida. It, it will keep Florida's head above water. Which is, I mean, recruiting is, is going to start with the staff. Uh, the facility's nice. It's an addition. It will help. But you still got to have the right approach with it. And that's not going to be the fix-all. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you another thing. I thought when Jimbo Fisher left Florida State, I said the Florida Gators going to be back. That, that's what I understood thought in my head, but... Well, that's what should have happened. You would think with Miami being bad, with Florida State being bad, man, come on. We'll... You know, Florida should be on in the state. You know, Nick gonna handpick who he wants. You know, he, he built that standard, but come on, man. We gotta, we gotta do better. We, we gotta do better. We gotta get with today's kind of football, and we gotta also put we got to put football up there, too, at the top, too. Like, football got to matter. Yeah. 
know, well, it's, it's 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 a it's a top it's a top down issue. I, I would agree. You know, Dan Mullen deserves some criticism, but it it's 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 above him and below him as well. But that's all I want to chomp on and chomp chomp. Hey man, thank you, thank you, Kerry. All right, let's see. Ryan, RJ, now get Gators eat dogs and rolling in Feeny YT in here next. Ryan, RJ, were you guys good? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, man? Yeah, the other, uh, the last caller pretty much stole uh, kind of what I was going to talk about, uh, a little bit about the running back rotation, <clears throat> and um, you know how that's handled. I think everybody was disappointed, or continues to be disappointed on how that's handled. But uh, we don't have to talk about that too much. So, let me ask you this scenario: Say we we go out, we play hard, but still lose Missouri. I mean, it's, it's really hard for me to imagine a win on the road when we haven't done it all season. And then win a shootout versus FSU because that's really the only way I see us winning that game is, you know, scoring a lot of points. How do you think that that Dadman looks at that and what do you think their decision is going to be afterwards? Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure – I'm pretty safe that Mullen will be – I don't know. I can't say that, but I think if, if anything's going to happen, it's not going to happen until after the FSU game because I really right. think Adman has circled that game as, you know, must win. Um, I, 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 I don't care what a loss looks like versus Missouri. I think a move is made. I think a move should be made. Um, I hope it's not a – I hope the FSU game is not a do or die. As I said, I – if you're at that point, you already have your answer. I mean, you're Clay Helton, USC, walking all over again. That, that's that's the scenario, I think. That, that's, that, that, that's, that's to me. I could be wrong. I'll, I'll admit it if I am. Uh, that's just where I – that's how I would see it. Um, I don't think you – I don't think you can – and put it this way, I don't – is there a way – and look, I, look, I don't want Florida to lose a game Saturday. I don't, I don't ever want to see Florida lose. But if, if it happens, is there a way you come to an agreement and it's announced before the game, all right, we are moving on, but Dan Mullen's going to coach this last game? I, no yeah, issue I, with that. That was going to be my next question, is if you think that yeah, that's yeah. play out. And, and, and honestly, that's the way I would approach it. I think, you know, it, look, hard feelings start getting in the way, of course, when you start firing people. So who, 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 who knows? Dan Mullen may not even want to do that. Um that would be if, – if I decide to make the move, if I'm Scott Strickland, that is what I propose uh, would happen. But hopefully Florida goes out there and wins the next two games, and they still have a decision to make, in my opinion. I don't, I, I don't think he gets a pass for winning versus Missouri in FSU. Um, but there should be a, a heart-to-heart and a laid-out plan from Dan Mullen, and then Scott Strickland weighs it. You know, he weighs a, a plan that shows changes, that shows the commitment to change, versus the ultimate change. And that's up for Scott Strickland to make the decision right there. Yeah, it's kind of hard for us as fans to envision that plan with, I mean, especially with you've got national media. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're the, 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 the poking stick or the, the laughing stock of college football right now with all the news that comes out, you know, almost weekly, almost daily, but at least weekly. 
Yeah, and I, mean, you know, I, I, I changed my tune. A couple weeks ago, I would say, all right, let Dan Mullen show he's willing to make change. But I think once you've lost the team, and I think in some ways he has, um, now they did somewhat come back and play hard in the second half. I, in a way, I think it's more just talent taking over uh, in, in the second half versus Sanford on, on defense. I don't think there's – I still think there's a complete buy-in uh, right now. I think they have – I think it's more for me they have taken on the approach of Dan Mullen. You go back to the Oklahoma game last year. You go back to the LSU game last year, and you know, sitting Kyle Pitts, and basically the approach of right after the SEC championship game. Well, that's the last time we'll see that team play, and you know that we, we, we won't pretty much have a team going into the bowl game. That game didn't matter, and I think that type of approach, that type of mindset, I really do think has rubbed off. I really do think that this team, in a way, thinks that same way as well. Do they want to go win? Sure, they do. I mean, they're football players, and, and they go out there on the field. But I do think that the, there's a mindset out there that's just not a killer, do-or-die mentality. This team doesn't have that. Yeah, Goldcamp uh, mentioned on his podcast that before the LSU game last season, um, that he kind of came into that game with the same mentality. Like, hey, we, we've, we've clinched the, the East. Even if we lose this game, we're still going to be a play in the playoff picture. And then yeah, go, I don't know. I've, I've heard that, too. And if that's true, I don't know how in the world Dan Mullen could have come up with that conclusion. Yeah, I don't either. That, that's, that's, you, that's you had already had a loss you're versus... You're so yeah. full of yourself. And, yeah. You had already I had mean, a loss versus Texas A&M. It, doesn't, it didn't matter if you were going to beat Alabama the next week if you already had two losses. And why were you so confident you were going to beat Alabama in the first place? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, why would you even put yourself in that... And that's what well, we want to think about putting yourself in that situation. Your mentality yeah, is more than likely your best scenario would have been to beat LSU in that close loss versus Alabama. Then you still might get in. Yeah. That would have yeah, been your I, best scenario anyway. I mean, I was floored when, when I heard that, that, that statement. I'm glad you brought that Thomas up. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was I'm glad good. you brought that up because I completely forgot about that. Um, and I have, I have heard the same thing that that was kind of a, uh, of approach of Mullen going into last year's LSU game. Yeah, I mean that's that that's you know true or not. Yeah, like I said, I, but I have heard it too. You know, so it's, it, it, yeah, so it's worth not, going out there. Still, it's out there, and it's just one more reason, you know, one more thing, you know, negative about you know Dan Mullen as the head coach of Florida. So anyway, that's all I got, Dave. I appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Oh, let's see. Yeah, David, you're in here, and M. Roland, I think you're good, too. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, man? I'm good. How about yourself? All right. Go go Gators, as always. Go Gators. Um, yep. Saturday, I live in Georgia, and I don't know if that was why, but I was unable to stream the game on Saturday. So, um, hmm. I don't know if it was yeah, just a local, a local thing, but none – Nonetheless, I, you know, I didn't I, because I didn't get to see it. I did listen to it, and and I got really disgusted early on, and, and I, I stopped listening. So, um, <laughs> a couple questions: the offensive line did, um, you know, I'm not sure what kind of what the rotation looked like, or if it was kind of the same five or six guys. Um, I don't know. Um, was did Delance play right guard, or was uh, was Tarkin playing again? Um, they both played. Um... Ethan White, there was no Ethan White. 
so Josh Brown was still on the left side, um, and uh, he's much better on the right side. I think we've been able to tell so far. Yeah. Um, for for for, for Um but it was still kind of the same rotation we've seen, you know, dating back to since Ethan White went out. You know, kind of just envision the South Carolina game all over again for the offensive okay. line. Okay. Is Ethan still hurt? Yes, yes, he is. Now, I don't know how severe. Uh, I'm going to assume, because I haven't heard anything on him about how, how far away he is from coming back. I'm just going to assume, and granted, it looks like the wrong decision in hindsight, <laughs> but, uh, well, maybe not. You still put up 70 points, you're still scoring, but maybe they held him out because it was Stanford. Uh, yeah. And, you, know, right. you, you have him for these next two games. Uh, but I haven't heard as far um, as the severity and if he, and what his timetable is of coming back. Okay. Well, I mean, I know the, the offensive line, it does look like has taken a big step back since he's yeah. been out. Although still, uh, you know, a uh, lot of, you know, sh- shouldn't even be an issue. We should have, you know, f- f- 10 guys that could play and be interchangeable. But nonetheless, do you, you know, question, I, do you think, and, and, you know, maybe this is just my my view, but do you think there's any chance that Mullen is, um, you know, he, he, he wants to leave and he, he wants, he's not going to leave without money. So he's doing things that are basically helping uh, him get pushed out the door. Uh, that's a good question. I, I do think that question is absolutely valid. I'm not going to sit here and say he's losing on purpose or having tight games on purpose, but I do think uh, you know some of the decisions. I still think there is a mindset. I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, look, I commend coaches for that. I really do. But you've also got to be willing to show adaptability right and is it too little too late is he still showing i'm going to do it my way you know is, is christian robinson being named defensive coordinator coordinator a shot you know, <laughs> yeah. you know when the, the the original report and even what i heard was wesley mcgriff was going to be the play caller and then the you know a week ago on monday we get or none of this could be christian robinson Right. Um, and, 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 and in some ways, I still think that's the right decision as well as, as far as knowing the defense, knowing the scheme. You can't, you're not going to change the scheme, uh, you know, with three games left in the season uh, and uh, for, for all that. So uh, there's some defense in that as well. Uh, but I do think there was something to the thought of Wisdom McGriff calling plays and then it doesn't happen. Um, and then, you know, still, still just uh, – going back to the running back rotation and um, the quarterback situation and somehow, some way, you know, a lot of people want to see Anthony Richardson. Uh, I was told right before the game that he was going to be limited, that he wasn't going to play a whole lot. Um, so take that how you will. Uh, but I do still think there is a mindset of I'm going to do it my way. Right. And there probably is a way of looking at it. If you're going to show adaptability, then you say, okay, you fire some coaches. You get some credit for that. You know, everybody thought that was already too late. Um, but I do think, yeah, I, I, want, I, want, I want to stress here. I don't, he's not losing games on purpose. No, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I know you're not saying that, but I want to make sure that I put that out there as well, uh, that it's more yeah. of a, I'm, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I just, I was a big Mullen supporter uh, until about, you know, until about three, you know, two or three weeks ago. And and I'm, and I've, uh, I've just, yeah, I have zero confidence in in him uh, moving forward. So I, I, you know, I really, 
I really, I, I again, I don't want us to lose one of these last two games because I hate losing, but I just, I, I hope the the right decision is made for the program. So I'll, uh, I'll get off here, but I, uh, as far as me speaking, but I appreciate you, Dave, you do a great job. Uh, uh, it's go Gators always. Go Gators, man. Oh, what? Hell and another Ryan. How are you there, man? It looks like looks like Ryan's sneaker McFly is having. Oh, okay. You there, Ryan? There's a lot of Ryans in here. There we go. All right. Looks like there's some issues. Hal, if you want to speak, man, your mic is – there we go. It was... sure. There we go. Yeah, your mic was on mute. I wasn't sure All right, you ready. Yep. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, I like uh, the last couple of guys, man. I was I was willing to give Mullen another chance till like, the last couple of weeks, but uh, – you know, I think it's just, it's like someone said, he doesn't have that killer instinct, whether it's recruiting or making adjustments. You know, I know we all had the, uh, I'll thumb wrestle you, I'll race you, all that stuff. But when stuff goes wrong, that just goes away. Um, and I really feel like the teams, like you said, just picked up on it. So I think it's time for him to go, you know, and I think that, uh, I don't know who we would get to call the plays. Like you got to just let him finish out the the season, the last couple of games. Unless like Billy Gonzalez out there calling plays and doing stuff, and you know maybe announce it like they did with Orgeron. Yeah. After Missouri, hopefully, I mean, to God we can beat them. That at the beginning of the year after that, so whatever, like. But yeah, I'm setting up, licking his chops for like 250. But um, I just think it's just a character thing with with Mullen that he can't recover one, you know, thing blow up. He doesn't have he doesn't have the instinct to put it all together. Um, and I, I mean, I know people. I don't know why he would leave a a playoff contender with mounds of up in Oregon for us but uh you know I'm sure your list will come out when we get the announcement um but yeah let's see what you think about like Napier or you know someone else like that 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 seems to be doing really well on a smaller stage but seems to have like that instinct and the recruiting and all that stuff so that's all I gotta say keep watching go Gators go hoops you know beat FSU finally so that's good <laughs> yeah, I thought Josh Pate, twenty four seven sports, uh, his podcast, the, the late kick. I thought he did a good job of the, you know kind of describing the, the job status of Florida. Uh, you know, it is still an elite job. I think you attack it that way. Um, now, does that mean it's for everybody? You know that you know I I commend Chip Kelly for kind of noticing like he knew he wasn't going to be a good fit. And I won't necessarily say that's a fail for Florida and not getting him. Does it look like that on the surface? Sure. You go back and look at it. But it was a 
you know, kind of a quote unquote, I don't want to be the mayor of uh, of Florida or you know, the governor of Florida, the, the, the mayor of Gainesville. He didn't want that pressure. You know, so it's not for everybody. We know the pressure is ridiculous here, uh, but that's what that's what puts you up there. That's what puts you up in in that type of status. And I, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm tired of a lot of the comments of you know the Florida fan base is what's ruining Florida football. That, that, get out of here with that. I'm sorry. Uh, Nick Saban loses to Texas A&M. You got Alabama fans calling for his his head. Uh, and that's you know there you go. I mean that that's you go sit here and kind of compare fan bases well okay well you can sit here and tell me Florida's fan base is off point for somewhat accepting a, a four and five, a five and five program right now no I'm I'm sorry Florida's fan base is nowhere near a reason for pressure on a head coach and not performing on the field get out get out of here with that I, 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 you won't ever sell me on that uh, so Florida's it's still an elite job it's still a great job is it is it is it for everybody no I'll, I'll admit that I know it's not but there's there's somebody out there. All right. I think that's pretty much everybody that's what okay, I'll get Levi back in here. Hey Levi. Hey, how's it going, Dave? I'm good, man. How about you? Freezing this morning in East Tennessee, man. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty chilly here in Jacksonville, too. So sure. For as chilly as Jacksonville can get. The high is 48 today, and I work for the water company, and I'm out here reading some meters, and it's cold on this lake, man. Oh, man. Hey, uh, I, you know, I may get in trouble for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The, I think the reason our players don't have that tough mentality and people are like, well, why can't they adopt a mentality of – Nick Savage or whoever it is. But, you know, what I mean is Mullen's just not got that mentality. You know, Savage may have it or whatever. But, you know, when Mullen gets in somebody's face on the sideline, the players just look so disinterested to me. Am I the only one that notices that or what do you think? No, I I think that's legit. I mean, I I hate trying to read body language and trying to read into a a, a mental approach from people. that's, That's very hard to do. Uh, and um, but there does seem to be uh, just some lollygagging and just some kind of accept accepting what what comes along. And Mullen mentioned it just a bit too in in, in the post game press conferences, um, talking about at halftime and them, yeah, everybody pointing to why didn't you do your job? Why didn't you do your job? Why didn't you do your job? Instead of just looking at themselves. Um, so I, I think he sees it too. Uh, and but as I said, yeah, I just think uh, you. It's hard to get that mentality back. You know, I think it's hard to once you've approached the way approached the way you're going to set the program and your approach. I think it's hard to get that back. Um, so, is it too little, too late for Dan Mullen to get that back in himself? And then, is it too late to spread that amongst the team? Uh, you know, there should be a sense of desperation out there. You would think, but even that is not necessarily translating right now into to a performance on the field. Right. You know, the, the last thing I'll say, and you know, you know where I stand on AR, you know, I mean, it just, I mean, I sat there watching this game Saturday, just disgusted that the kid doesn't even get a chance to play. And I get it. Emory did. Ha- I mean, you look at his stats and he looks like a Heisman winner that game. If you look at the stat line, but man, I'm so done with Emory Jones. I don't, I mean, our defense is so bad. I couldn't even enjoy how good he really played, but I, <laughs> 
I mean, how come – do you think it was because it was we were in a shootout-style game that he just never put AR in? Yeah, I do I, I do think that was that. Uh, like I, said, I was told right before the game, with it raining and his knee, he was going to be limited. They were not going to take a chance. Okay. Uh, and, then, and then once they got into the game, defense was doing what it was doing. Emory was playing well. Mullen didn't really want to take that chance. There was a chance to get him in uh, at one point. And AR told Mullen, keep Emory in there. He wanted him to set the record. So, you know, there, there's, there was a lot that went – don't get me wrong, I wanted to see him more too. So, I'm not trying to excuse it too much. Uh, but you can see with inside the game why it played out the way it did. Sure, sure. Well, Dave, I appreciate it, man. I apologize for the language. It won't happen again. All good, man. All good. Go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. All right. Last couple here. Like Austin, Texas Gator, and Jay Rock. Let me get you two guys in here. Hey, Dave. Hey, man. How you doing, Jay? Hey, I'm doing good, bro. Hey, uh, always uh, like to work, Duval County. Uh, but um, quick question for you. What, what is there a world that you think that, you know, Dan Mullen goes to the, to the end of this and just says, hey, uh, he goes to Strickland and just says, hey, I need to take my hands off the wheel of the offense. Let me or, let me hire an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and a whole new staff. Because what is the likelihood that we're going to make a make a decision like this? I mean, I know that as fans we want him fired, but I just don't see those guys oh. making that choice like that. Yeah, I mean, I I think it can happen. I I, I do think a move can happen. Um, but to go to to go to your scenario, um, I wouldn't mind if that happened because that would show the willingness to adapt, the willingness to change. And I'm not saying Dan Mullen not being a play caller or being a play caller is uh, uh, a fix-all, and, and it fixes, but maybe try something different. I mean, look, he had a play caller with, with, with Brian Johnson. They share some of the responsibilities as well. Um, but I do think that would show he's willing to make the CEO approach and – be but here's the thing you know he's got to prove that works uh for, for one thing it's it's something different and just because you're trying something different doesn't necessarily mean it'll work but it will show the willingness to learn the willingness to adapt the willingness to try something different to see if you can get something out of it uh but you know um he gets a lot of credit and i keep seeing it well the offense isn't the problem it's the defense well, okay but he's the head coach you know and he needs to take that ceo approach uh probably to, I think probably to save his job and and, and to make uh, a big enough difference and to see if this will work. You know, some, something different has to happen. You can't status quo. Um, more than just coaching changes need to happen. It needs to be a different approach and maybe more hands off approach. Maybe an all encompassing overall look umbrella approach by Dan Mullen is needed. Agree. Agree. Appreciate it, Dave. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it'll work, but something, something, yeah, yeah, something yeah. different something, has to happen. Something, yeah, agreed on that. Thanks, Jay. No problem, bro. Uh, ATX Gator, you in here? Yeah, you'll be the last one if you want to unmute your mic and get in here. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Thanks, thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, no. So a couple couple quick things that I want to say. You know, Dan Mullen talks a lot about loving to compete and you have to want to compete and love to compete. And and I do think that he loves to compete, but I don't think he hates to lose. 
And the great coaches, the Spurriers, the Myers, they hate to lose. It's not just about going out there competing and having fun. It's about winning, right? And I, I don't think he hates to lose the way some of these other guys hate to lose. And that's the culture I think that he's brought that is just bringing this team down. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. And the other thing I'll say, and this is kind of an unpopular opinion, but I actually didn't mind the celebration video against Samford because I think this team so desperately needed something to celebrate. They've had like four or five bad weeks. And man, if you have four or five bad weeks, just give me something good to hang my hat on and feel good about. And maybe that turns into a better culture and a better feeling going forward. Because if they beat themselves down after this game, I just feel like it would have been, there would have been no, no chance for anything else this season. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm torn on that. I, I, I absolutely see both both sides of it. I said it on the podcast yesterday. There is a thought that um, college kids will be college kids. And I know some people, you know, say they're not kids. I'm just saying, just quote unquote, college kids will be college kids. Uh, have fun when and where you can. Um, but also maybe the, the realization that if it does come out, if it does get out there, that there's going to be blowback. Um, and you know, so uh, and know that not everybody's going to see that and take it in the best light. Uh, I guess uh, I, I should say there. Um, at the same time, I would, uh, I don't see other programs doing that. I don't see other coaches doing that or allowing that to happen. But we know Dan Mullen is not uh, other coaches out there. That's just he's going to do it his way. Uh, and like I said, I commend him for that. Uh, kind of going to your first, first, first point as well. He's just going to do it his way, I think. And whether that's going to be acceptable, whether that's going to get the job done. Right now, to me, it doesn't look like it will. Uh, and yeah. there's going to need to be a willingness and a, uh, some adapting uh, to see if he can get the job done. But um, that's just where we're at right now. Have, have you thought about who you think or who you would be want as the next coach? Have you put together that hot board yet? Um. Started a little bit. I do have this internal rule. Some people agree with. It. Some people disagree with it out there. You know, as soon as you say a coach needs to be fired, you got to have a list ready. Uh, I I don't think that way. It's kind of a waste of conversation for me unless the move happens. So, I promise it will be out there. Is if if the move happens away from Dan Mullen, there there'll be a replacement list. But uh, I, I'll I, I will wait until the move happens. Just kind Fair of my enough. internal rule there. Fair enough. Thanks. Because believe me, I can't tell you how many times I said Todd Grantham should have been fired in the last year or so, but uh, that my, my hot board didn't come out till last week. So <laughs> yes, yes, I've, I've already set the precedent there a, a bit too. So uh, there we go. All right, everybody. Thanks. Uh, yeah, just about an hour or so about uh, where I was going with this. So I will – hey, look, I've recorded this time. I didn't, I didn't forget to record. So <laughs> I can put this one out there. Uh, it'll be out there if you did not catch it live. Uh, you can catch the replay uh, right here. So, everybody, thanks for hopping in. Thanks for all the discussion. Uh, we'll do it again Friday morning, as we do the day before Florida takes on Missouri. Uh, get kind of thoughts all throughout the week. There'll be some press conferences, and we'll see if anything comes out of those press conferences uh, all throughout the week. So, everybody, thanks for hopping in this Twitter Spaces Sound Off chat. I'll see you on Gators Breakdown, and I'll see you on the next Spaces chat on Friday.